guys. Right, as you can see, there's about to happen something very special. We're about to be joined by some guests who are part of our faith community here at Way. I don't know about you, but I have so enjoyed just over the last couple of weeks unpacking what does it look like for us as a faith community, for us Way. What does it look like for us to follow Jesus? And as we're following Jesus, what does it look like for us to be changed by him? And so this is really part two of a message we started a couple of weeks back. And so today, if we believe as a disciple, we follow Jesus, we're changed by Jesus, and we do the things that Jesus did. And so today, I've got some great people who I just consider family. And so I'm going to invite them up, but really they're here because I believe they're practitioners, because, you know, when someone shares wisdom that's lived and experienced wisdom, it carries an authority. It carries power. Because it's not just theory. It's literally lived out experience. And so as we look at follow, as we look at change, what does that result in? How do we start to live? What does that do look like? This panel are going to unpack for them personally what it looks like for them. So please be upstanding. Encourage the guys as they come up stage and take their seat. Just, just encourage them. Thanks for joining us. You guys okay? You okay squishing on the couch? I'm just so pleased I wasn't the one on the couch. I'm like, some booties are bigger than others. So I'm like, this one needs a couch on its own. So it's so good to have you with us. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try not to say your name as I say you, because then it's pointless you introducing yourself. But why don't we just go down the line? Not everybody uh, may know who you are, so just introduce yourself. Tell a little bit about yourself as well. That'd be great. Um, okay, hi, my name is Lucy. Um, I come here with my husband, Rich, and my two girls <coughs> called Cora and Ada. If you've not met me before, you might have heard us. My children are noisy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're generally the chaos that sat over in that corner there. Very good. Morning, uh, my name is NK, otherwise known as Nkanyiso. Um, I'm married to Ndompilo, who's serving this morning Kids Church. Well, we've got two children, uh, Joshua who's 18 and Elaine who's 13. Um, yeah, so I've been coming here for the last 20 years. Wow. Uh, actually 20 years this month, so wow, it's an good. anniversary, yeah, so yeah, thank you. Very good. Morning everyone, um, I think a lot of people know who I am, I'm Phil, uh, married to Joe. We've got four children, Mark, Ben, ben Ellie and Ruby, and I think a lot of you will recognize me from uh, being at the back of the room, being part of the, the amazing welcome team. <laughs> Big shout out. <laughs> Hello, good morning everyone. My name is Desiree. Everybody knows me as Didi. Uh, I'm married to Joe and I've got four boys, Joey, Eddie, Jason, and Brandon. I serve in Kids Church and I'm a school teacher. Very good. <laughs> Hello church. Yeah. My, my name's Dave, and I'm married to Helen. We've got four children and four grandchildren. <laughs> and hopefully some more to come. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I, am, I am a church coach and mentor and uh, enjoying life. Yeah, it's good to be here this morning. Amen. Very good. Oh, aren't they great? I just, 
I just wanted to say I have been so blessed by chatting to them this week and just really um, hearing what God has placed in your heart and how that works in your everyday life. And so, Lucy, like as someone who knows what it's like to have a young family and that sort of busy household, and I know you and your husband work, um, I just thought it was great this morning when we had the baby dedications because that's really a picture of life, one climbing over the other couch, one falling asleep. And, you know, having... And that's a good picture of life is that things are happening all the time as we're trying to lean into God. So for you as a family, what would be your advice? Because when I first met you, I just, I don't know if any of you have had a chance to chat to Lucy. She's not been coming to our community for that long. But within minutes, Lucy, I knew how passionate you are about living life on mission and uh, following the mission of Christ. And so that's why it was like a no-brainer for me to just ask you, going, for you as a young family, what does it look like to live life on mission? And what would be your advice for others kind of, you know, in the busyness of life trying to do that as well? Okay, um, I love that you asked this, like putting it under the umbrella of like when your life is chaos, because <laughs> I feel like we are very much in that phase of life at the minute. My husband and I were competing about who had the most stains on our clothes this morning on our way to church. So that gives you an idea of where we're at. Um, I think, I would say I'm no expert at all at this, um, but uh, I think if I was to think of three uh, practical things mm -hmm. about um, how you can really live life on mission, uh, the first one easily would be love people. Um, and I think that that is really, that's not a groundbreaking tip. And I know that, none of these are. But actually, if mission becomes anything other than your love for God and your love for people, right. then something's wrong about it. Something's got to change. Right. Um, I think often we think of um, mission as being something that we have a duty to do or we're obliged to do, or it's like an activity that has, we have to try and fit into our life. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think really it's a lot more about who God is and what he thinks of the people that, who are around us. Um, and for that one, I think like my big tip about loving people is actually ask God to show you how he feels about the people in your circle, mm, whether that is like your family or your colleagues or your friends. Um, actually, as soon as you start to see them, how he sees them, um, barriers to sharing faith like embarrassment or busyness um, or obligation actually quickly disappear. Um, yeah. And you start to see people, like, really with the love that he has for them. Very good. Um, which I think then means, like, sharing your faith and your, what's going on in your life becomes a lot more about them rather than about you anyway, which helps. Great. So good. Yeah. That is, do you know, sometimes that we have to pray for that love. You know, and I think that's so mm -hmm. crucial. Of Lord, help me to see them mm -hmm. as you see them. And we all make time for the things we love. Yeah. We do. Yeah. If you love eating food and you're a bit of a foodie, you'll make time to cook. If you love football, funny enough, you're all going to be free tonight. <laughs> like, we make time for the things we love. And so I think sometimes if you feel like, well, oh, I actually don't naturally have that love for people, drawing closer to him and asking him to help with that, I think that's such a take home. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I see that in your life. It's so evident. That thing about it not being a duty, but just this overflow. Mm -hmm. uh, I really appreciate that, Lucy. You know, for, I mean, NK, you said you've been here for, tw is it 20 years? 20 years. So I've probably known you for 16, 17 of those years. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I think of NK, 
uh, him and his wife, Numpala, there's a verse in Galatians, in the book, uh, Galatians is a book in the Bible, and it speaks about when we walk with the Spirit and we live with the Spirit, we produce the fruit of the Spirit. That means the, the character and nature of the Spirit, we'll see that fruit in our life. And so some of that fruit is like gentleness and faithfulness and, and peace. And when I think of you and Numpala, I see that fruit, and I've seen it consistently over those 16, 17 years. And I suppose my question to you, because life is life, and so those 17 years, I'm sure we've had celebrations together, but I also know that there have been tough seasons in that as well. So just share with us, on a very practical way, how have you kept in step with the Holy Spirit, and how have you kept consistent at that, regardless of your season? Does that make sense? I'll, I'll try and make it okay. as practical as possible. Uh, but for me, um, to, to walk in the spirit or to keep in step with the spirit, uh, it looks like having a, a revelation from God for yourself and, um, and who God is to me and what he says about me, who I am to him, and um, his faithfulness uh, to me. And um, uh, I mean... That, that, that revelation uh, feeds and empowers my faith, so that keeps me going every day. Mm-hmm. And it, it does feed and empowers my faith, simple because I have found, I like to, I'm an overthinker sometimes, or most of the times. I, I think a lot around things, around ideologies, around why things, you know, I, I need to get an understanding how things fit together. So. I'm more of a, a logical person. But what I've found walking with God or walking in the spirit is that revelation beats logic all the time. Come on. You know, I think you just so need to say that again. <laughs> okay? Because as an engineer, yeah. I know you are a logical thinker. Yeah. But wow. when he said this to me on the phone, I was like, if I had a mic to drop it, I probably would have done it. <laughs> but just say that again about your concept between logic and revelation? Yeah, because um, as I'm saying, I, I think quite a lot. Um, I can maybe give a sh- testimony of when I came to faith, but that's, that's a story for another day. But uh, I was questioning, trying to understand if God is real, uh, you know, uh, does God exist? Have I done the right thing uh, answering to his call? And when God revealed that to me, that it was okay, I d- I didn't have any more questions. It was like, okay, case close. <laughs> that's it. I'm, I'm following. So that's why I'm saying yeah. revelation beats uh, logic all the time. It beats Very confusion. Good. And it, I mean, it, it feeds onto my faith so much so that uh, I keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, it might be difficult times, as you're saying, mm-hmm. but uh, I keep going because I know what I've Come received on. from God. And, um, but then the thing is, I've got to keep that revelation f- fresh. Yeah. Um, so it, how that looks like, it looks like me staying in the disciplines of, of his word, mm-hmm. in prayer, mm-hmm. in, in fellowship with, with, you know, with, the, with the fellow brothers and sisters, with the believers. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a cycle, isn't it? When yeah. I do that that feeds onto my faith Come and on. revelation and it comes back again. Just, and that fresh revelation then leads onto, onto consistency, really. Come on. Yeah, it's so 
good. You know, we run a course here every year called Alpha, which is an experience where you get to ask some of those big life questions like, that you mentioned. Um, and I love what he's, if you just catch a hold of that, like that revelation, that means that heart understanding of who God is, it beats logic. It's because some things, like there are things in the Bible about the kingdom of God. It says like the, the world of the generous gets larger. Logically, it's saying the more you give away, the larger you will get. Logically, economically, it doesn't make sense, but we're probably full of a room full of people. Pull your hand up if you've seen that true in your life. Like I've seen the more I'm generous, the larger my will gets. And I, I love that thought of, but keeping it fresh. You know, if you watch NK and Umpolo, they're spending time with people all the time. Um, and when we, you know, when I've spoken to people who volunteer in Alpha, they're saying actually they're there to volunteer, but it's helped them with their faith as they spend time with people. I just think that's fantastic. Now, we're going to move on to Phil. Now, Phil, I just need to tell you, if you were here in Soundcheck before, something happened round about now, okay? Because NK was talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Phil goes, he knows a song about that, okay? Go, Phil. Go, Phil. <laughs> and then Dave started to, like, rap in the mic. So I don't really know what's going to happen mm, right about this really. juncture. But Phil, I do believe you know a song about the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, Davey, Davey B, the beatboxer. Come on. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm a primary no, school teacher. You're and gonna I, have to sing I, song. I, I am going to do it. I, I teach the children um, a really daft song about the fruits of the spirit, and it's really cool and it helps. And it goes, it goes a bit like this. And I'll sing Come a bit. Come on. Go. It starts Phil. off with um, the fruit of the spirit. The, the fruit of the spirit is not a banana. The fruit of the spirit is not a banana. If you want to be a banana, you might as well eat it. The fruit of the spirit is not a banana. banana. Because it is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, <laughs> and self-control. But there's a serious side to this, and this is my point. That song helps me um, to keep my actions and doing in line those, with those specific behaviours. I feel like the Holy Spirit gives me those, so I use those, even though it's a, a song, and it, it, it gives it to children as well. So if I see you walking down one of the, the avenues, the corridors, and I see you sort of like humming to yourself, I know what you're humming. <laughs> you're humming the fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> But that's great. I mean, what you're saying is here, and, and you know, we've, we're blessed by having an incredible team who are teaching right now, Kids Church, they're teaching our children church at their own level. And what we're saying is those kinds of songs, they are helpful to remind us, okay, this is the fruit of the Spirit. So if I want to reflect who God is, what does gentleness look like right now? What does peace look like right now? And it helps us draw it not from ourselves, but from from who he is. Um, and you know, Dave and I have been, uh, Dave's been my mentor, my coach for a long time now. And I remember we were sitting um, in our coffee shop and Dave said to me, Siobhan, if you were in a court of law and you were being um, accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence in your life to convict you of being a follower of Jesus? And I remember going, oh, that's a question and a half. Is there enough evidence in my life to convict me of being a follower of Jesus. And I, I, when I was thinking about you, Phil, I thought, 
I know what you could be convicted of. If we were, if this was a court of law, good. we could convict you. In a good way, Phil. In a good way, right? Um, <laughs> we could convict you, and there is more than enough evidence of carrying the joy of the Lord. Right? And, you know, if we look at Karen, who we dedicated before, and we talked about joy, joy pushes back darkness. It changes atmosphere. It changes how people yeah. see things. And a couple of weeks ago, we dedicated somebody called Anne. We baptized yeah. somebody called Anne. And, you know, when I was helping Anne's story, what she said is, and she had this joy and this excitement about being baptized. And she went, guess who, who helped me in my walk? Phil. I was like, no wonder. Come she on. just had this joy. Right in your life, how do you share your faith? So um, please allow me to um, share with you some notes I've made because I, I really do feel these are re a real good guide for all of us. So on a practical level, how do I do it? Well, it's like now with Siobhan, she asked me, so I responded. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually, you know, physically did it. Um, I'm always ready to share my faith. Come on. Um, I'm always sort of on the lookout and the, uh, looking for the opportunity to share my faith because I want to share the greatest gift that Jesus ever gave me, uh, and it's there for everybody. Um, sometimes we're not ready to share our faith. Come on, let's be, you know, be real, be honest about that. But don't worry. Re remember, Jesus left us a, a helper, Holy Spirit. Come on, uh, Holy Spirit will, will help you and prompt you. But you have got to be bold and willing as well to, you know, to step out. Yeah. Now, practically, you can respond. Um, uh, through the testimonies and, testimonies and stories um, in your life. Now, I try and link mine and relate them to the many circumstances in people's lives. So we talked earlier uh, about being, um, you'd be a tent maker with a tent maker, all right? Um, and I kind of relate that a bit to like wearing hats. So I wore a specific hat. I don't physically do that. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wore a, a specific hat. Um, according to the hat that the other person or people are wearing. And God has given me this ability to connect with people on their level, no, ma no matter where they are from around the Very world, good. whether they're in a season of joy or sadness. And he equips me to connect with them. Now, I have had one of the most phenomenal conversations this morning with Graham Hogg. <laughs> and it resonated with me. And he said this, and I think this is super cool. He said, we are instruments for Jesus, practically sharing life and connecting with people. And that's what I try to do, and I yeah. encourage you to do. Um, at work, um, I work in a Church of England primary school. So I can share my faith quite openly and easily, really. Uh, Jesus is part of our school ethos, so we, we encourage children to uh, let their light shine like Jesus. Now, practically, it's part of my job to do that, but I try to amplify Jesus by talking about him more, giving more detail about Jesus, and seeking to tell the staff and children, because I know Jesus personally. Very I do. Good. And I believe the colleagues that at work, um, they, they see those values in me. Yeah. Now, at church... Again, big shout out for the welcome team again. Um, I, I'm a part of the welcome team. I'm often you talking. You don't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug, plug. <laughs> I'm often talking to people and, 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 and being part of the church, as, as Jesus has called me to, um, I disciple people and I build relationships yeah. with people. And both my wife and I, Joe, we encourage one another to get involved in teams, to get mm -hmm. involved in community groups and attend events. 
we invest in people's lives. Yeah, you do. Quite, and how? Well, quite, you talked about the simplicity of love. Um, text them, mm. call them, um, invite them to our home, or we go to those. Hospitality is a massive part of mine and Joe's yeah, life. Um, and I feel it's important to say, though, um, that a huge part of that process of connecting with people is you can raise questions of, but what if, or but what if mm -hmm. this and that, but we simply just trust in Jesus. We trust in him when we build relationships with people. Uh, two other quick things, nearly there. At home, our children and family know we love Jesus. They know what Joe and I believe in and what we stand for. They know because they, we tell them that we pray for them. Um, they see it in our home, whether it be with reading the Bible or pictures on the wall or, or, or ornaments with, with scripture or, or of Jesus. But we're very open about our faith. And then finally, out in the world, um, like we, we sponsor a little girl in Ethiopia through compassion. And we just want to bring hope and everlasting change to poverty. Okay. And here's, this is where I'm going to come into land. My wife and I listen to people and we make yeah. time for them. Especially because we're all so busy, aren't we? Yeah. With neighbours, family and friends, we come alongside people. Very we good. do life with them. We walk through their highs and their lows. There's just such a need for Jesus in yeah. the world. So Joe and I, uh, we put ourselves out there too much, I suppose, sometimes. Um, but we're active with our faith. Do you know what I love and we encourage about you, Phil, is you're not apologetic about your faith, who you guys are, and... You don't have to spend long with Phil to just catch that joy that he has. It's infectious. But I love about you is that you and Joe do listen. And that's why you can connect well with people because you hear where they're at and then you meet them with who Jesus is in you. Um, and we just are so blessed to have you a part of our community. And you know what? What I love about all these guys, they're just sharing from their lives. Um, and it's, you know, it's not earth-shaking, but applying it will change someone's life. Sometimes we don't do the simple things because we think it needs to be more complicated or there must be more to it. Just listening to someone can change how they see things. And so, Didi, I've met you probably about a year or more ago. We started this friendship together. I, this, this woman has more energy than, I mean, honestly, I just hope that sitting next to her charges me because she, I've just not known anybody to have so much energy, so much joy. But your story is the thing that captivates me every time, Dee Dee. And so I, I've, I've really asked you here this morning to share some of your story, really, and of knowing, you know, I, I, there's... There's a man in the Bible, a disciple called Paul, and he says, I know what it's like to have much, and I also know what it's like to have little, but I'm in content in all those things. And I feel like that's, you know, you know you've had highs and lows, but you rely on God in such a way. So would you, because life can be challenging, would you share some of your story? And I hope that as you listen to, to Didi's story that you'll hear, I don't know what your challenge is that you're currently facing, but I pray that her walk with God will help you and spark something in you of how do you respond to the challenges Definitely. as a follower of Jesus. I hope, um, I hope today that sharing this story will inspire some people, especially at the moment. We know there's so many people coming to the UK from different countries with everything that's happening in this mm -hmm. world. 
And yes, life is life, mm -hmm. ups and downs on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm one of the lucky ones. I have always been a believer. I believe in God. And actually, I think everything that I've got in my life is just because God gave it to me. Come on. I mean, even when we go through tough times, I know there's a lesson and mm -hmm. something else is going to come up after it. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, um, I don't, I've never told anyone, or maybe a few of my friends know this, before I came to the UK, I used, uh, I used to work in Dubai. I was a journalist, uh, radio and TV presenter. Mm -hmm. um, very famous, <laughs> life was giving me everything. I met my husband, Joe, who's not with us today because my youngest had a surgery and he is at home looking mm -hmm. after him. Um, we fell in love. Joe was working in Dubai as well. He had an amazing career and his company, while we were getting like, you know, to know each other, we were really in love. Uh, we got engaged so quickly. Mm -hmm. They decided to move from London, uh, from Dubai to London. Mm -hmm. And my life changed like, just like that in wow. a few days. We decided to get married and move to London and suddenly I felt like I've lost everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I studied law uh, and I studied press. I couldn't work in any of them to qualifications or degrees that I had. And I was, if I wasn't such a strong believer mm -hmm. and I had that strength and I had that faith in me, me and Joseph together, I would have been lost, but I knew that God is going to give me something different. Yeah. And now I know because I decided after a while to start from scratch. Come on. I decided to go back and study. I've done quite a few different qualifications. I mean, she's on the plane. Yes. The lady speaks like five or six. Is it seven? How many? Six languages. Six languages. <laughs> I mean, slightly underplaying it, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just amazing. Life will hit us with so many things. Yeah. If you do believe and you've got that strong faith in you, you'll never, ever be down. I never asked God, why? Why did you do this to me? Mm -hmm. How can I be this and now this? Mm -hmm. I always ask, and I told you that before, Siobhan, I always think, what is it that I'm going to get after this? Mm -hmm. God gave me a lot. I've got a beautiful husband, an amazing family, four boys that I'm super proud of. Yeah. I work now so with good. students mm -hmm. and I can relate to you. I recently moved to a faith school, uh, Church of England High School. It is very important for people like us to work within this kind of place. I wanted to work and share my faith. I loved my school, the previous one, but I couldn't say Jesus when I wanted to. And I'm so grateful. Come on. And God led me at the right time to that place because there's so many students who need to hear the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord will guide us. Trust me, if you rely on him, he will give you. That's the generosity. Yeah. That's giving and taking more than you can even imagine. Very and good. I really hope if there's anyone here today who just arrived, or maybe it's been here for a while, struggling, you studied something that you can't practice, just go back, study, work, challenge yourself, pray. God will take you to the right place at Come the on. right moment. Thank you. Come on. You know, Didi was like saying, Shavana, I don't want to say these things because I don't want anybody to think I'm boasting. Yeah. You know what I hear? You boast in the Lord. All Thank I heard you. today Amen. was you boasting about 
actually the goodness, the faithfulness. Yes. Didi just carries this grateful spirit that even through tough times, um, you know, she's just mentioned there, she's here, but her son's just recently had surgery, and I know yeah. you've waited a long time for that surgery. Four years, Four years for that surgery. Yeah. Yet the woman has a faithful trusting of God. I also love the questions you ask God. I just felt as she was sharing this, sometimes we, we ask a question. We can ask any question we like, but some questions keep us stuck. True. Some questions keep us stuck, and maybe it's just about asking a different question about the same situation that you can see a shift. And I know, you know, come and catch Didi. She's just got so much wealth and knowledge to share. But Dave, can Do I you know, just... I, I didn't know, actually, before we... Sure. I didn't know that... We have so much in common, Dina. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I, we, are, we are both extremely good looking. <laughs> yeah. We both speak several languages. Exactly. Shall I try? <laughs> yeah. I, I think let's move on quickly. <laughs> Bonjour. Anyway. And, <laughs> and we're both TV, both TV presenters. Yes. <laughs> I just thought I'd get that in there. Oh, well, okay. Cool. Oh, Dave, that put me right <laughs> off. I don't know what I was going to ask Go you on, now. Um, You know, I've, I've had the privilege of um, just not only be working with you, but we've grown in friends. And, um, and the great thing about being both your colleague at times and your friend is that I've been able to see the authenticity in which what you're teaching, how you coach, how you mentor, that that's... Um, that that's fed, actually, by the values that you live by. And I just wanted to say um, thank you for that because it's, it's meant that I'm, I'm adopt, I, I'm, I've learned things that I can rely on and it's sent me to really the feet of Jesus and I really appreciate that. But I know that you've mentored many people and yet you've seen different people in different contexts. So you, you know, you've taught all around the world, here in Wigan as well. What have you seen being sort of one of the main stumbling blocks, if you like? If we look at discipleship, um, as we look at our journey of following Jesus, what's been one of the main hurts, as an observer of life and people, what have you observed as being sort of a stumbling block for people? I think, I think we, it's, it's amazing because this happens with people and happens with, with churches in, in all countries and places I've been to, seen it everywhere. But I, I think we have a little bit of a narrowest view. Is that a word? Narrowest? Is that a word, Dee? Is that, is <laughs> That's that okay? what I wanted to ask. I, said, I don't know what language it was, but it sounds good. So nar it's not a word, it is now. So a narrowest view of discipleship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think wherever I go, they, they, people put it down to a set of disciplines. So we, we tend to look at, you know, when we look at our life and our, our walk with Jesus, we believe in whole life discipleship and we think, well, how, how, do, we, how do we get this spiritual formation? How do we come, become more like Jesus? Yeah. And I think we as leaders have been guilty of teaching it as a set of disciplines. So prayer, reading the word, fasting, whatever. Nothing wrong with those disciplines, and they're all good for us, but I think it is the narrowest view. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's far bigger than that, you know, in the sense of looking Bible, people did life on life with other people, yeah. and they learned from other people. They learned from the rabbi, you know, back in the day. And I think that's good also. But I, I, I th a thought came to me that, you know what, in, in my life, as I've seen and watched people and watch my own life and our family, I, I think this, that 
life disciples us. So as we, let me say that again, because I don't think you heard that. Life disciples us. So as we walk life and do life with Jesus, all kinds of things happen in our life. Some really good things, some really bad things. And we dwell on the good things. And it's like, you know, during that time, my faith really was built when things were going well for me and my family. And we did this and we saw God do this and what have you. And we grow. Mm. There's a spiritual formation that comes. But what happens when the bad stuff happens? What happens when really daggy, where's that word from? When really bad stuff happens and we go through some terrible things and we haven't got the great faith stories and it's like the season that we're in isn't great, you know? Well, I think this. I think spiritual formation happens during those times as well. So there's the good, the bad, and the flipping really ugly in life that, that comes along and we can be discipled through all of those. You know what really brings spiritual formation when we're in those really bad yeah. times is the fact of how we respond That's to right. those times. That's right. Come on, it's everything. And, and when we, you know, if we respond in, in a way that, that, um, that is, is how, how can I say it without saying positive? It's not a positive situation, but if we respond in the right way, spiritual formation yeah. is, is happening in our life. Mm. And that's where we get whole life that's right. discipleship. I mean, I know when you and I spoke, because Dave said this to me on the phone, he said, Siobhan, don't you? Because do you know what? I can't keep good things to myself. <laughs> and my family, and I know that. When you said life disciples us, I was like, boom. Like, it is just something that happened in my heart. I know you were saying, Siobhan, don't you dare say that before I've had a chance to say that. Well, now it's out and I can say it lots. Um, but that's so true. You know, life does shape us, um, but we, I think we have our walk with God and that revelation of who He is, like Anka, we can determine how it shapes us. It will shape us. Sure. But our response to life, like Dee Dee was saying, you know, she can sit here and go, you know, I have a degree in law, I have a degree in press, it's not translatable here in the UK. That will sh- and has shaped her. How it shaped her, that's down to her and her relationship with God and how God works in her. And I just think... I honestly do ask you to just reflect on that. How is my life and what's going on in my world currently shaping me for the good? Um, Is it sharpening me or is it actually having an adverse effect? Dave, for you personally, um, what has discipleship meant for you? How how is your approach to discipleship for you personally? So I think uh, our, our walk is long. It's a long journey. It's kind of every day with Jesus and living a life on mission. We speak about living family on mission and life on mission, right? So and it's really, really important. And how does that happen? And I, I think, you know, I, I've been around long enough to see lots of Christian people who, you know, they want to share faith. But the way that they've been taught is that this is such a duty and so regimented that it's like we have to have a daily plan. Who are we going to shoot with the gospel today? Right? <coughs> Who is in for it at work today? You know, find the worst person that we hate in the office, and we're going to give them Jesus today. We're going to stab them with the Holy Spirit. You know, we're going to we're going to really go for it. And we have this mentality of 
that this is our duty, that, and that, that word was used earlier, right? Yeah, Lucy The did, whole yeah. thing of duty. And, and I, I think some people, they, they treat it as duty, and it's like really uncomfortable. So I don't know if you've been with Christians like that, when you've been in a situation and you think, okay, they've come to sell me insurance, I know what's coming in a minute, the gospel's <laughs> coming in a minute, before they can get out the door, while I've got them in my house, they're going to get the gospel between the eyes, yeah? And, and, and it's really uncomfortable, and it's like, because we've got them in our house, we can hit them with the gospel. Now, okay, you know what, there's, there's appropriate times where we're never going to see someone again, and if there's, if there's a, a kind of a... Um, uh, a holding out of we need to hear something from you. I understand that sometimes it's appropriate to say some stuff. You know, sometimes it's not. The Bible says he, that God has given us a ministry of reconciliation. Exactly. It's reconciliation. It's not hunting. Some is, you think some of you have given you a ministry of hunting people. No. You know, like Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. Not hunters of men. This is the ministry of reconciliation. So there's this idea of duty, but I would rather say this, that this is a disposition. Mm. That in life, I, I am aware of the Holy Spirit in my life, yeah. and I live with this disposition. I live with a posture of sharing Jesus, Come on. whether that's in action or in word. Come on. And that can develop in people's lives. There are, there are times where I've shared my faith story of Jesus in a coffee shop because it's been appropriate to do that with someone who's been reaching out and asking yeah. the questions. There have been times where I've shared my story of faith and story of Jesus on a building site mm -hmm. because these people were asking me stuff. This is dressed as a builder. This wasn't with my leadership leader kind yeah. of pastor head on. This was with my building gear tools in my hand. And it was almost like a God opportunity yeah. that, that was there. Yeah. But this idea of duty or disposition, I am now in this place of, you know what, I'm going to live every day my life with Jesus. My brother would say it like this. He said, where's Jesus in the room? It's like, hmm. whoa. And I'm not saying you say this right. So you're in a coffee shop. It's like, and you meet someone. I'm just looking for where Jesus is in the room. You know, <laughs> it's like, but to have, a, to have a, an awareness right. in God Mm. of, you know that thing, Lord of the Dance? I am the Lord of the oh, Dance. Another song. Do, the beatbox. <laughs> Come on, we want the beatbox. <laughs> the whole Lord of the Dance is that Jesus is in the room, right, wherever we are. Yeah. We've just got to know where he's the Lord of the Dance. We've got to know where he's dancing. We've yeah. got to know where he is in the conversation. Very good. And I, I think if we live like yeah, that, then opportunities will come. That's right. Without it being a duty, without me going home and thinking, I didn't witness to that guy at the bus stop. I yeah. feel so guilty today. Yeah, come on. It's not this duty, but it's this disposition and this posturing of Jesus wherever we go. Come on. Do you know what? Can I just say something? I just want to say yeah. something. Um, you just reminded me of something I need to say. Sometimes people see Jesus with us. That's right. It's Jesus in me. That's right. You just said, how can you be like so bubbly and energetic mm -hmm. and working and serving and raising a family? This is how That's right. people can see Jesus, Jesus in yeah. me. He is making me strong. That's right. They can see him in my children. They, the way they behave, they're That's serving right. in a church. This is Jesus in me. And maybe mm -hmm. this is my way That's right. of this is my duty. Mm -hmm. I'm not reading the Bible, yeah. but I'm telling them Jesus is giving me the strength. Very good. Yeah. Do you know, and Jesus looks different in all of us. Absolutely. Um, 
And I, and I think it takes away that, when we've been looking at follow, change, do, the do bit comes out of following and being changed by Christ. It yeah. flows out. So I just, uh, I just want you to just thank the guys for sharing. We're just so grateful that um, it's from an overspilling of your life. And so we just thank you. We're going to ask the team to come and get the chairs, and I'll just lead us now. Thank you. <laughs> Would you stand with me? We're going we're gonna to have a chance now to sing, but I want you to ask yourself that question. As we start to sing now, as the band starts to come up, I wonder if you would ask yourself that question. How is Jesus being reflected out of me? I remember sitting with somebody and they said, Siobhan, you might be the only version of Jesus they ever get to meet. You know, I, I was teaching in schools. I've, been t I've worked in nursing homes. I've done quite a collection of jobs. And when I think of those spaces, I wonder, I think of in the nursing home when I've worked there and I, you know, I've had to walk with families near the end of their loved one's lives. I wonder what kind of Jesus they met. I, I wonder what lasting impression that left with them. And so I just want you to think as we start to sing and posture ourselves, like Dave said, what's your posture right now? Become aware of what the Lord is stirring in you, what he's trying to say, because we all have our humanity that we have to deal with. We all have tiredness or irritability or passion or good things as well and ambition. But I wonder how Jesus is being reflected in those things. And so as we sing now and as we worship, I want your heart to be ready. Just like Dave and all the guys said, is there is an awareness when we follow Jesus, we start to learn more about who he is. Jesus said, if you know me, you'll know the way. So as we follow Jesus, as we get in proximity with him, we get to know him. It becomes easier to follow him. And as we keep close, he starts to change us. That starts to change how we see things, how we think about things, how we love people, the patience we have for people. It's easy to focus on the do. To be honest, the reason I spent the first week just speaking about follow and change, and I wanted to bring people here to show you the do, is because it comes from an overflow. It, you heard today about it not being this forced thing, to yet another thing that you can kind of go, did I or did I not achieve this today? It should be a, a disposition, the way you walk, it should come as an overflow from you. And so I wonder, as you just start to sing and connect with Jesus, Jesus, help me to be aware of you right now. And then help me respond. In Jesus' name, amen.